Podcast. Podcast. It's okay. We'll fuck it up. Podcast. 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 Hello and welcome to No 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 Podcast, the Batman podcast for people who don't have to kill you, but they don't have to save you. I'm Danny. I'm Jacob. I'm Marshall. Marshall Finch is here, and we are going through every Batman movie ever made from 1943 to the present. Jacob, what did we watch this week? Uh, we watched Batman Begins. Batman Begins. This is a Batman movie people have actually heard of. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of these movies, everyone's like, what are you going to talk about? It's Batman. Yeah. In other ones, we have to go into huge detail about what scene we're talking about, because yeah. there is absolutely no way in hell that anyone has any frame of reference yes. on Batpussy. Yeah. yeah, no one's heard of that. No yeah. one's seen it. This people have actually seen. Uh, Marshall, tell us, what, what have you been up to? Who are you? Why are you on the podcast? How do we know you? Why are you on the podcast? What are you doing here? Yeah. It's not who I am, but what I do, that defines me. I also don't do shit. Uh, I'm also a stand-up. Uh, I live in Harlem. Um, I, I hang around the city. Yeah. Big, big, big DC head. Um. DC Comics. I'm also from DC. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not sure which one you're in. <laughs> yeah, no. You know a street in DC? I know that street in DC. So, yeah, <laughs> Constitution Avenue, baby. Marshall's a very funny stand-up. He's an improviser. Yes. Uh, there's all kinds of... Com- do you do sketch, too? Am I making that up? Yeah. Um, uh, Alan Elion and I were on a sketch team together for... And Alicia Kendon, actually, were on a sketch yeah. team together for like a year. We were on uh, our uh, bat... Bat- Batman Doll Piano to Eros episode and our Batman Forever episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, the sketch stuff's more in the back burner lately. We are collaborating on some fun stuff. Very cool. Um, and yeah, I took UCB classes like every, I was going to say every white person in New York, but <laughs> <laughs> we are <Okay>. mandated. <laughs> uh, Jacob has taken them on, just signed up for UCB 201. <laughs> yeah. It's on your application for your first apartment yeah proof of ucb class yeah my dad was my guarantor and then he also guaranteed he would give me a present of a 101 so you have to send a photo of you laying a rose on del close's grave yeah (laughs) to get your first job in this city it's really rough yeah they they don't ask too much uh yeah i'm a big big batman fan i was gonna say that was gonna be my next question it's like how what's your experience with you've seen you said you've seen this movie a whole bunch of times. Yeah. Um, I think that I... My entry point to Batman was the, like, Keaton-Kilmer era. Sure. It was just the right age to be, like, VHS. I think for everyone our age, the, the 90s quadrilogy. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, just like Hollywood, uh, Batman and Robin really killed it for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just sucked all the joy out. Um, we watched that recently and it is better than I remember it is. It is better than yeah. I remember too. I watched it like a year ago. It's not, I always like movies that are crazy yeah. so much more than movies that are boring. And if that movie you, is, is not boring. If you no, go into not. it expecting yeah. Batman Begins, it's not that. No. But if you go into it expecting campy, silly, ridiculous yeah. fun, it, I mean, it delivers that. Yeah, I think that um, I think that those movies still forever in Batman and Robin are ideally viewed as like Sort of a mangled attempt to do the '60s TV series yeah, as a film. Definitely, they don't totally work, but it is like definitely like campy Batman. Also, it feels like they didn't tell the cast members they were going to no. do it yeah. before, <laughs> and then the director showed up and he was like, "We're doing Adam West." Yeah, and 
George Clooney was like, I, I am a doctor on television, sir. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? And George Clooney's so smug at that thing. He thinks he's like, I get paid the same however. Is, yeah. He's yeah. like a fucking construction worker. He's yeah. like, this is, this is all the same for me, sir. Yeah. I don't get a shit when, I'm, I'm, when your block is done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paid on commission here. I'm just salaried. Mm-hmm. He There's is no really the worst. Me, so. <laughs> he is the worst Bruce Wayne. The worst Batman. Oh, no. That's not live true. Live action, maybe. <laughs> no. I Hollywood don't know live action. Uh, <laughs> is, there, is there, like, a Bollywood Batman I don't know about? We we have a list of every all the Batman. And right now, George Clooney is ranked 15 out of 28 on our okay. list. Damn, yeah. There are nooks and crannies that you don't want to get into. Yeah. The porno Batman, fan film Batman. The, the porno Batman. Not Batman. Porno Batman, plural. Yes. <laughs> the Porno Batman. <laughs> the the uh, serials from the forties are not good. Uh, even Ulan Sule from uh, a lot of the seventies cartoons, he's dropped pretty low on our list after Scooby Doo dropping down low. Batman meets Scooby Doo. That's rough. Yeah. Uh, so let's get uh, anything going on with you guys. You want to talk about what you've been up to lately? Yeah, shit, man. Yeah, really. <laughs> I thought that question was going to go somewhere. God, no, it's hot, and uh, there's a dog in my home that just doesn't like the the home to be in one piece. It's, 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 I'm just trying to keep everything together. I I went to the, the Trump Tweet Museum today. How was that? It was really fun. I hear it's well done. It's yeah. right by Trump Tower, right? Yeah, like yeah. almost across the street from that. We had to wait for like two and a half hours to get in, but it was it was worth it. To read tweets? Yeah. Have you like heard big... of this app? <laughs> oh, it's called Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> they have like big displays of his apps or of his tweets though. Like they're they're yeah. framed and they've like been uh, put up on the walls and broken up into categories. Like every time he's talked about dogs and compared people to dogs. Cool. And uh, a lot. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be shocked. It's hard to find something he hasn't talked about that he's also fucking up currently. Yeah. It's really amazing. And then, like, a few blocks from there is they, they have a cupcake ATM where you just punch in the kind of cupcake you want and swipe a card and it comes out of a machine because we're living in the last days of Rome yeah. and everything's just out of control decadence. Or, like, the first days of Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, one we're of those doing line, great. Yeah. Yeah. started with, what, if anything, came out of a vending machine? <laughs> anything you could possibly want. That's also where Trump is going to be standing in six months in a bathrobe after he's been impeached. He's going to be there at two in the morning, just, like, <laughs> slamming his fist. I want my frosting. Yeah. What do you mean you're out of chocolate? How could you be out of chocolate? That's the best of all the cupcakes. Advisors, that actually kind of makes sense that they run out of the best one, right? <laughs> it's a very popular house. cupcake. <laughs> Probably a lot of people want that. But they never run out of the worst one. <laughs> have, you guys, uh, have you guys spoken on the podcast about how he is our first Batman villain president? No. No. I, I really just like, among many things about Donald Trump, I would say that he is like the industrialist that like the Penguin is secretly fronting. He's right. And Batman would have to defeat him. And he probably went to prep school with Bruce Wayne, and they'd have, like, a right. computation where it was like, where did you go wrong? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, fuck that guy. He's not a million miles off from, uh, why am I blanking the, the guy from this movie, Roman, Carmine Falcone. Oh, yeah. 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 
Do you mean in the sense that his New York accent is also very fake? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What does that man talk like? Why is why does our president sound like he does? Well, I mean, he uh, Carmine Falcone has a line in here about like Bruce Wayne confronts him and he's like, "I could just shoot you oh, right yeah, here, yeah, yeah. and like, no one would care." And our president said, "Power." <laughs> to be, yeah. He wasn't president when he said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People heard him say it and they were like, "I'm still voting for yeah. him." <laughs> Look, he, the emails though, so. Do we think that the Scarecrow's mask would work on Trump? Or do we think he's already so fucked up in the head? I, Is I, he Carmen Falcone? Like, oh, like, oh not good, be... the prostitutes here. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I love my sack-headed prostitutes. <laughs> Put the bag on. I mean, the, yeah. the gas like, warps your reality. He just lives in his own reality already. Yeah. He's just making it all up as he goes. So we're saying he's like, he's like really high, man. Yeah. <laughs> Red, cool. <laughs> Carmine Falcone is the first in a great tradition in this movie trilogy of Italian mobsters being played by the least Italian people imaginable. It's like Eric Roberts in The Dark Knight and Tom Wilkinson in Batman Begins. It's just like a casting director was told, anyone who shouldn't play someone in the mafia, just give me a list of all the people. I wasn't thinking about that. Looking back, you're right. He did not look or sound. No, I mean, I wonder if it's like an alternate universe where the mafia is like, not Italian. Right. They have Italian names. Like it's like British. civilizations. <laughs> I guess the, the mafia doesn't have to be Italian. There's such thing as the Irish mob or the, yeah. the other... It's good they don't embrace stereotypes. Well, they did have some weird casting racial choices in this movie. We'll get into Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. But let's do the breakdown. So this... Uh, uh, it starts off in... Like the, the past, there's like a flashback where there's this swarm of bats flying around, and uh, or, or at first young Bruce Wayne and, and Rachel Dawes, their their children, they're playing in Wayne Manor in the the garden, and Bruce falls down a sealed up well and breaks his arm. He's attacked by a bunch of bats. They they're billionaires. Yeah, they should have like a better covering of this well. He's not a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> like a large son yeah. tripped and smashed through this thing. It feels like this should have happened before. Also, I thought what you were going to say is why does Thomas Wayne, rich billionaire, tolerate like a feral swarming like, just civilization of bats under that's, his house? That's a good point, too. Unless like there is a deleted scene, because they, they do a lot more Bruce Wayne's dad in this movie than usual, and I would say they do it pretty well, actually. Yeah, but there's... you would expect there to be some line where he's like, "The bats and we live peacefully in coexistence. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us are better than the other." My great like... grandfather signed a treaty. Yeah, something don't break like, the peace. Really <laughs> condescending to his son, like that. Um, Bruce, why do we live with bats? Yeah. <laughs> why do we live with bats? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, but, so he falls. Yeah, this is uh, none of the 90s movies and also the 60s movies, none of them really addressed Batman's origins right. at all, really. Well, so in Forever, there's a dream sequence where he goes into the Batcave after his dad dies, as I recall. Yes. And then he's, like, lifted by bats. Right. Maybe I'm thinking of... No, that's correct. Yeah, but there's never... Yeah, they don't really go into his origin story like this. It, it always starts off, he's been Batman for a while. Yeah. And he's, everyone knows who he is, he's doing his thing. Yeah. I, I always think that they've done the Bruce Wayne origin so many times on film, but they really haven't. They yeah. have Spider-Man, where yeah. it's every time. Yeah. Guess who's about to get bit by something? <laughs> who gets his bit by the bat? Are they kind of starting 
with the, all, all the movies are kind of taking the spectrum. Like, they, look, everyone knows this. Everyone knows we don't have to go retell. This is the first one where they've really done it on on film, at least in the major films. Yeah, well, as as someone who is an only child <laughs> and who went through nine through 12th grade without a girlfriend. Uh-huh. I bracketed both sides with girlfriends to find it. had a dry spell during the <laughs> formative years of sexuality and identity. It's fine. Um, so uh, there is a comic called Batman Year One. Yes. I can't remember the author. Frank Miller. Is it Frank Miller? Okay. So apparently it's very fascist and racist. I haven't read it, but I'm just assuming because it's Frank Miller. He's something about, he's like the biggest cokehead on yeah. like just eating cocaine. And that worked like up until 2001. And then he just turned the coke energy towards racism. Yeah. And just lost his mind. It's important to have a hobby. <laughs> you can't just put your coke energy nowhere. So I used to just read websites that were about, like, movies in development. Yeah. And for, like, two years, what they were trying to get off the ground was right after Requiem for a Dream, they were going to have Darren Aronofsky just make a Batman Year One movie. Oh. And so I think... Presumably, because he, wa- I'm sure he wanted to be like rated X yeah. and mostly about heroin, that they went in this direction. But yeah, they've never really done the Bruce Wayne origin. The animated series does the like he puts on the ski mask and he like, yeah, tries to stop a robbery. He's just like doing karate in his backyard yeah. to train for it. <laughs> yeah, just kick in the air. He's like, this is like this is like hardened criminals. Yeah, <laughs> these are this is like men with nothing to lose. I. I I felt like I knew, by the time this movie came out, I knew the Batman origin story so well. I'm not sure where I heard it. Yeah. I don't know the comics well enough. I've only read, I just read, like, the main books in the 90s, and they were all the same. And it was just like, we have to fight Firebug. We have to fight, <laughs> but, like, Bugfire. Like, <laughs> they were wonderful. I love yeah. them. But um, is this the first time that we were supposed to think that Bruce Wayne was, like, the protege of Ra's al Ghul and like trained with the Legion of Doom or Shadows. Yeah, or Legion this, of Shadows. Is uh, this it, was that like something from the origin story? Because I didn't remember that. No, they they don't. As, I mean, Year One doesn't go super in depth about where he was training. Yeah, and I I know the one like specific person I can remember that they definitely say he trained with was Lady Shiva. Yeah, I don't. He definitely didn't train with Ra's al because Ra's al is a radically different character right. in the comics than he is in this. Yeah. We can't have things be supernatural in our Bat movies. Or maybe they are. It's yeah. not totally clear. Yeah. And also, Ra's al in the comics is not a martial arts expert at yeah. all. And he's not Asian no. in the comics. <laughs> But he's, he's not, not in this either. either. So it's he just, for some reasons, in a monastery with a bunch of other Asian it, It's folks. like they just took the name Raza Ghul and they just threw out everything about the existing they, character. They made him the Shredder. Well, they... Yeah, pretty yeah. much, basically. Well, it, it seems like Raza Ghul, they have him be Ken Watanabe for like two minutes in the beginning. Yeah. That and is then, the dude from Inception also, right? Yes. Okay. I also have another... Fun. Is this that actor thing for later? No, we'll find. Okay. Oh, neat. So it seems like he's like the Dalai Lama of yeah. the Legion, and they just keep having new Ra's al Ghuls. Which I, or it was just like trick, trickery. I, but I wonder I if it was, it was just like, like Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. For <laughs> Ra's al Ghul, it's like here's my Ra's al Ghul, and he bumbles into the room. So basically, what happens if uh, uh, if you haven't seen the movie in a while, Bruce Wayne. 
um, it, it cuts to, to present day where he's uh, in a Chinese prison and he's just beating up dudes. And uh, he gets recruited by this guy named Henry Ducard. He's played by Liam Neeson. And uh, tells people, or tells Bruce, uh, go, you're going to get out of prison tomorrow. Go pick this flower and climb this mountain if you want to train with me. And so he does that and he, he meets a, a Chinese man sitting on a throne who's introduced himself as Raza Gul and uh, Ducard is like his lieutenant. Uh, and it's skipping ahead a little bit. We eventually find out that it's a, it's a trick and Ducard is really Raza Gul. And I, I don't know the name of the guy who's pretending to be Raza Gul. I'm not sure they give it to you. Yeah, he dies being thought to be Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. Never. I don't know what the purpose of that deception is. I don't know what that adds. Yeah. I don't really know. Unless that that's always what's happened and just there is no Ra's al Ghul. But then it seems like in the course of the series, he is Ra's al Ghul. Right. Like Liam Neeson is Ra's al Ghul. So. I also don't get why he had to be in prison. There's a couple things early in the movie where I'm like, did he? why was he in prison, though? It doesn't, it didn't really, Well, it's just so that like he could have gotten out. It's just so that when you watch Iron Fist in 2017, you can just say, this is just a really bad version of the movie, yes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I, I was thinking the whole time, what would have been great is if instead of having Liam Neeson be Ducard, they had it be uh, uh, a woman playing Lady Shiva, and she's the real leader of it, but like they didn't think a, a man would be they had like a man pretending to be it and then it's really this woman doing it and it's uh i don't know i thought maybe that could have been something i just didn't see why Liam Neeson had to pretend he wasn't in charge of it yeah it's not the best plan also like hinges a lot on bruce wayne right like yeah totally. seems to be the syndicate has been around for hundreds of years yeah like, thousands changing. of years they talked yeah, about they destroying like, rome yeah so they're there the the secret lever of all human society. Yes. They, they need Bruce. So basically, he, he's trained by uh, by the League of Shadows, who are this vigilante type. Or it's like this crime organization, but these, these assassins, they uh, uh, talk about how they've destroyed civilizations when they become too corrupt. They're alt-right, we can say. Yeah. They're alt-right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. They have well, yeah. weird facial hair. Yeah. <laughs> they're doing karate by they're, themselves in the forest. <laughs> they're, they're like, if the Freemasons were ninjas. Yes, that's kind of what exactly, they, yeah. That's what they are. Um, and, and again, strange choice that Raza Gul, because he's Middle Eastern in the comics, and yeah. he does command a group called the League of Shadows, but they're, he's like an environmental terrorist. And he's, well, I guess this isn't a million miles from the, the comics, that he... He believes like Earth has gotten that people are destroying the Earth, and he wants to destroy most of humanity to preserve the Earth. I guess that's not totally removed from what they're going for here. Yeah, because he talks about like the decadence and corruption of Gotham City. Like it's sort of the same. He's and, not immortal. That should be mentioned. Yes, that, that's a big thing in the comics that he's immortal, and I, I don't think he's. Which is a, a great. Quality for a terrorist to yeah. have. Yeah, there's a couple lines at the end that make me wonder if he's supposed to be immortal or if we're supposed to. There's maybe a legend that he's immortal. It wasn't clear at all what he was getting at. Yeah, well, I think if you were to skip ahead, it seems like they repurposed the Lazarus pits as the pit prison. 
So I think you're just supposed to believe that Henri Ducard was just like a mercenary who joined the Legion. Yeah. Took on this name of this mythical figure. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe there was always a series of guys that just like died and were like the Phantom. Yeah. The the Billy Zane. Yes. Phantom. Um, for some reason, though, he's he's there. He's um, oh, we should also. I, I think maybe the reason they changed Raza Gould is in the comics he's Middle Eastern, and this came out in two thousand five. Uh, and maybe yeah. that wasn't the time that they wanted to have a Middle Eastern guy being the main villain. Like we would have yeah. had some implications that at the time maybe they didn't want to go for. Yeah. That definitely sounds like a Hollywood decision. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he basically trains with the, the league, and uh, he, at the end, his uh, final uh, part of his training is he's supposed to kill this guy. He's a murderer, and he refuses to do that, and instead just blows up the whole base immediately and immediately kills, kills everyone else. Kill this pig thief. No. <laughs> I'm going to kill 40 dudes yeah. instead. Yeah, I've been I hanging out with for a few months yeah. and I know their names. It's yeah. this weird <laughs> rationale where it's not murder if I don't kill you directly. Right. If he, I'm not looking. Yeah, I'm not exactly. looking. <laughs> exactly. It, at the, well, we'll get to it at the end, but his, his rules about not murdering people are a little uh, lax. Yes. Um, so that. Uh, he does save Razak, who we find out is Razak Ghul, though. So he saves one guy. Yeah, he saves Henry Ducard. Yeah. And just kind of dumps him in this hut, in this village. I, I kind of want The villagers seem to be okay with it. That just. They were okay both yeah. with Batman blowing up. The ninja palace, and also the ninjas, I guess. Because yeah. they, if they hated the ninjas, they would have killed Ducard. And if they were mad at the Batman for blowing it up, they they were just kind of like, you know what, we're trying to grow some potatoes yeah. here. You know, you want to just leave me here? That's cool. I'll, uh, ju- I'll take care. I'll nurse him back to health. But that's fine. You do your thing. I'm an easy going guy. All yeah. Right. Uh, so it, it goes to the, the past where uh, Thomas and, and Martha, Wayne... Uh, Bruce's parents, they're, they're going to the opera via the monorail. These billionaires just taking the subway <laughs> to the opera. Which I, it's silly, but I kind of, I see what they're going for. I, I like the character. Well, I think also he's supposed to have built the monorail. Yes. It's a gift to the city that goes to his building. Yeah. And also, <laughs> yeah. it's like, and also, just coincidentally, my building's the center of the <laughs> right. fucking biggest city right. on earth now. Yeah. I mean. Right. Uh, so he, he talks about how the, the city is in an economic downturn, term, and he's, uh, uh, Wayne Enterprises is funding the construction of this to, to try and help the, the city get back on its feet. And um, Bruce doesn't seem to know very much about his father. Yeah. He's, he's not like a little kid. He's like eight, ten years old. And he's like, Dad, do you work at the Wayne building? His dad's like, no, I'm a doctor. Yeah. I work at the hospital. <laughs> Yeah, right after he was like, why do we fall, Bruce? He's like, who am I, Bruce? <laughs> That's right. I'm Thomas. I'm your dad. Let's go over this again. <laughs> who are we? We're the Waynes. <laughs> Every day it's the same. And he fell a long way in yeah. that pit. There's yeah. some clear concussion protocol to yeah. follow. Right. Why do we fall, Bruce? Who's the president? <laughs> How many fingers, Bruce? <laughs> 
Um, so they're, they're at the opera and there's some, uh, some people in kind of bat-like masks who are spinning around at this opera and Bruce freaks out. And uh, so they, they leave the opera into just the worst part of town. Yeah. That's, that's where the opera house is. It just opens up into Skid Row. Yeah, exactly. I believe in the comics it, it is literally Crime Alley it's, where they are murdered. Uh, <laughs> it was originally Park Alley, and after the death of the Waynes, mm. people started referring to it as Crime Alley. So they didn't just walk out. Like, let's take crime. Let's take a small detour through Wayne's End. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a beautiful stroke. This is, I don't know why we call this part of town <laughs> Wayne Murder <laughs> City. Uh, so they, they're confronted by this, uh, this gunman who robs them and uh, shoots the, the parents and takes their, their, their money and their jewels and runs off and... Uh, then that night, he's Bruce is com- uh, comforted by a young officer, James Gordon, commissioner, becomes commissioner Gordon, not commissioner at this point. And uh, he, uh, commi- uh, police commissioner Loeb, tells Bruce that the police have caught Joe Chill, the the guy who killed his parents. They made an interesting choice in this that they it was an intentional choice that. Uh, in the comics, the Waynes were killed, leaving a, uh, a screaming of the Mark of Zorro. Yeah. And they changed it to <clears throat> this bad opera. They also make it Bruce's fault more than usual. Yeah. Because he, like, he gets scared of the bad opera, Mozart's right. bats. And, uh, oh, is that a real opera? No, it's oh. not. <laughs> <laughs> you said that, like, there's a thing that I should precursor to the musical Cats. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So he, like, asks to leave the opera, which is why they go out into Crime Alley. Um, But, yeah, it is usually Mark of Zorro, because that's what later inspires him to don the mask. Right. He takes, in the comics and most of the movies, that's Zorro's kind of like the blueprint that he bases everything off. And in this, they wanted him to be starting from absolute zero. There are no other superheroes of any kind. There is no Zorro in this universe. He he came up with all this by himself. They're also probably worried that Christian Bale would do a Mexican accent. His <laughs> like, source is Zorro. <laughs> His bat persona would be Mexican. <laughs> there was a bunch of scenes in this that made me think of Mark of Zorro. Yeah. Where, like, the uh, the house burns down at the end. Um, no things. one is ethically appropriate. <laughs> it's all wrong. Yeah. That scene where he fights with Rachel Dawes and they cut each other's clothes off his swords. <laughs> yeah. You kind of did that with the homeless man. Give me your coat. So he's 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 put into Alfred's care, and uh, after the funeral, these uh, the CEO of Wayne Enterprises tells Bruce the company will be looked after until Bruce grows up, because that's what an eight year old whose parents got murdered. Yeah. That's that's yeah. what he's worried about. Also, what will happen to my company? Absurdly evil Rutger Hauer right. tries to comfort a child. Yeah. This movie had a stacked cast. Yeah. I've forgotten all the people in this movie. It's a good cast. Uh, yeah. uh, Morgan Freeman just yeah. kills it. He's perfect. I really genuinely don't care who Lucius Fox is, but I love Morgan Freeman in this series. I had some questions. Well, we'll get to him in a moment. But I, the questions I had were not Morgan Freeman's fault. No. Uh, so... 
Where am I? Uh, it cuts. There's a lot of flashbacks going back and forth, and and it's the the timeline is a little confusing at some points, but it's. Uh, it's a Nolan movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Bruce Wayne returns. Okay, this, this confused me, but this uh, summary I'm reading makes this more clear. So I wasn't sure when this scene took place. So the scene where he wants to kill Joe. So yes. He back and he has like, been gone. You're in college. I guess yeah. it, I think it's supposed to have just been college, maybe. Yeah. He said something about Princeton. He's like, you, you don't like it there? And he's like, yeah, they don't want me. Exactly. So he's, this is before he becomes a ninja and all that. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's uh, dropped out of college. No, he's just one of those rich kids. He's like, yeah, I can get you Coke or like a handgun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he, he basically goes to the uh, the hearing of Joe Chill, the guy who, who was gonna or who did kill his parents, and um, it's Joe Chill. Joe Chill. Yeah, okay, they're saying Joe Chill. I was like, did I forget he was Korean? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Chill. Yeah. yeah, it was Korean. They just cast a white guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just a guy with red hair. So he's got a gun. He's at the hearing, and um, they the judge just like calls him out in the middle of this yeah. court. He's like. I notice a member of the Wayne family is here. He just, like, uh, like he just leaves the courtroom. And I think a lot of people would. I mean, not everyone's got, like, a prepared, so they're just kind of there to, like, re- have the reaction. Yeah. And, uh, so, so, uh, Cho gets sentenced to, he's given, um, parole for testifying against his cellmate, Carmine Falcone, who's his big mob boss. And, uh, Bruce is, is gonna shoot him. But then this other assassin, this female assassin, runs up to him and says, uh, Carmine says hello and shoots him. Kind of, uh, it was like when, what's, it, what's his name, um, the, the, the Kennedy assassin. Oh. Oswald. When Oswald. Oswald got shot. Oh. It was like in public in front of everybody. Um, yeah, that's right. He did shoot JFK and then say, LBJ says hello. <laughs> <laughs> no, but his. But when his, he got shot by Jack Ruby. Yeah. yeah Jack yeah. Ruby just did it in the middle of public every yeah. Um, was th- this makes more sense because I, I wasn't sure about the timeline. The fact that this is pre ninja yeah. makes a lot more sense. But even still, was he was he just going to do this in the middle of this crowded public area? It felt like kind of a fuck it. I'm going down. Yeah, and getting my revenge. This was type this was thing. a pistol. This wasn't like he had a sniper rifle. Was going to pick him off. He had to be like up close and personal. I mean, once you get kicked out of Princeton and you only have, like, a billion dollars, your life is basically <laughs> over. What are you going to do? So it makes sense he was just going to murder Joe. Yeah. I mean, he's very much... He... Bruce Wayne, and he has PTSD. Yeah. Really. In, in every incarnation, I would argue, that's his driving force. He's a child who can't get past the fact that his parents were murdered. Yeah. I, that sounded very dismissive. Like, get over yeah, it. Get over your it. parents were murdered in front of you. And it was uh, your fault. Yeah. <laughs> just, come on. You were raised years. by just a man with an impenetrable accent. Yeah. I must wind your rightfully. <laughs> Can we briefly talk about that? Because it's, it's an overarching theme in the series. If your parents are murdered, do you just go to your butler? Like... <laughs> Even if he's an only child and he's, like, if Thomas Wayne's siblings are dead, like, there, there's no one in the family tree of, like, presumably, like, the Kennedys of the DC universe. Like, you just go to, like, your housekeeper. Like, Did Alfred they leave, is, like, a will or something that said I, I guess, he got custody? Well, because he wanted to stay in the house, I guess. Or, like, they wanted him to stay in the house. But, like, 
I guess I just don't understand the Butler relationship. It's clearly more than like just like it just seems weird. Yeah. He's just adopted by his butler. <laughs> that like, is that is strange. Yeah. That that when you put it like that it makes it sound like a sinister thing. Like yeah. the butler's like taking control of like I'll just adopt you and be in control of your money for the next uh, ten years till you come of age. There's a deleted uh, scene where younger house. Alfred is just on the phone with Joe Chill. Yeah. It's like, no bay in crime alley. To <laughs> 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 leave the bat opera early. I know this because Master Wayne's a huge pussy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very afraid of bats he is. Yeah. I, I left that, that well with just rotting boards in the middle of this plush estate. Jesus, yeah. Uh, so afterwards, uh, Rachel, the, the grown-up Rachel, uh, lectures Bruce on the difference between justice and revenge. I was under the impression that she was already the DA or working for the DA in some capacity at this scene. Did I misread that? Maybe she was interning. Maybe, maybe something like that. There should be a Rachel Begins, just so we can be clear on exactly <laughs> where Bob, like legal career is at this point. You haven't seen Legally Blonde? <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, yeah. There, there's kind of a... It's also not clear to me what their relationship is. Later in the movie, they play it up as if they had this big love story, and in the next movie, they really do that. I, I don't see anything in this that they're romantically involved at yeah, all. Yeah, they're like that childhood friend thing. I guess, where you're, like, supposed to end up together. But you're right. They don't really have that. I don't buy they played doctor. Yeah, at some point. Like that, they, like, yeah. they didn't I, seem like they were smooching no under the tree or anything. Yeah. Yeah. No. Maybe there was something, like, as, as children, but, like, in this scene, I didn't get any sense that they were... Oh, no, they seemed friend, like friends. Yeah. 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 Uh, so he, he goes to, uh, to this bar to confront Falcone. And, uh, this After he very dramatically chucks his gun into the river. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Return from when <laughs> you came. I <laughs> can afford to get rid of you easily. I was thinking that same thing. <laughs> like this is such a, a absurd sign of wealth. But, like everyone else is like, this is worth several hundred dollars. Yeah, I just it. can't get rid of this. Uh, so, so he goes to to confront Carmine Falcone, the guy who had Joe Cho killed. And uh, tells them that he's he's not afraid of him, and he just says like I could just shoot you with there's like a cop over there, a judge over there, fifty witnesses just all over the place. No one's gonna say shit if I shoot you right now. He pulls out a gun and pulls the trigger and just clicks. Uh, he just had that handy for a dramatic effect. Yeah, he just had he an unloaded just has an gun. Unloaded gun at all times. It, that bothered me a little bit too. It seemed like he was prepared for Bruce to show up. Yeah, he had like a right. whole monologue prepared. <clears throat> yeah. Didn't even bring a gun, kid. He like insulted the. Yeah. He, he had no way of knowing Bruce was going to show up there. Bruce yeah. didn't know he was going to show up there. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Bruce planned on flaming out by, by killing Joe Chill. Also, I, I do love the performance. It should be mentioned again. Carmen Falcone is a gangster from like the 1920s. Yes. Yeah. His <laughs> accent is absurd. <laughs> Uh, what are you doing, kid? I can just shoot you right, right here in front of everybody. See? No, I can't stop thinking about him just being Trump. <laughs> this, this is very unfair. <laughs> just the biggest witch hunt. I'm the biggest gangster of all time. 
That's not Trump's voice at yeah. all. Yeah. That was kind of a Kennedy. Yeah, it that's is. exactly. It was Mayor Joe Quimby. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask if I am the biggest mobster of all time. <laughs> Ask if I could shoot you in front of everyone. Yeah. Get away with it. When you're a star, they let you do it. Just grab them by the pussy. <laughs> I could grab you by the pussy, kid, right here at this pasta restaurant under a bridge. Ask <laughs> a rich mobster who is at this extremely shitty restaurant. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask whether your country can grab you by the pussy. Mm. <laughs> uh, so then it goes back and it kind of uh, uh, traces, fills in some of the gaps of how Bruce got to be in this uh, Chinese prison, and he's just kind of hitchhiking around China. He's stealing food to survive, and he gets involved with these gangsters and steals a bunch of cargo from a Wayne Enterprise crate. I mean, when you litter in Gotham City, you are thrown in a Chinese prison. So when he threw his gun, he was sentenced <laughs> 10 years hard labor in uh, Shanghai. Uh, so then he's... Uh, uh, we skipped around a little bit, so I have to skip through this to, to get to the next thing that happens. So, um, he's, he returns to Gotham after having been gone for seven years, doing all this ninja training. He's been declared legally dead by the CEO of this company to, to get his shares. And, uh... Which I didn't know is something you could just do as a dude. Just like, yeah, Bruce is dead. I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> yeah. I can't recall... Yeah, you don't have to alive, be like his family so, member or something. Yeah, I mean, at least Alfred, you'd think, would have to do it. But, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Alfred reveals that he, the shares, I, I guess, became Alfred's? Yeah. So no everything really. just reverts to Alfred. Yeah. Just Bruce gets, uh, uh, he gets control of Bruce, he gets control of Bruce's money. That kind insane. of makes you understand why you'd become a butler. Yeah. 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 yeah Wait on you hand and foot, and I will, like, anxiously await the day you and your kin die. This has come up a, a weird number of times in this podcast, but butlering, four-year school. Yeah. You have to yeah. really train to be a butler. Yeah, no, order those forks. Yeah. You gotta know how to plant faulty it's wood over a well. It's not something you just stumble into. It's, it's hard to do. Yeah. It's, you know. Other people wind up making far less money to be degraded constantly. Yeah. Uh, so in Gotham, there's this just one line, uh, little Easter egg, uh, that a serial killer named Victor Zaz, who's a, uh, a crime guy in the comics. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know what I mean, a crime guy. Uh, uh, Superman. That's the word I speak. <laughs> He's a crime guy. I don't know why they didn't go with crime guy. It's much more super villain. It's yeah. a little dramatic, isn't it? It's just I want, like, like a Batman crime. arc where a guy named crime guy <laughs> tries to run for mayor of Gotham City and like pretend he's good. <laughs> it's like only Bruce doesn't trust him. Crime guy and murder friend, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, there's a storyline in, in Superman where Lex Luthor becomes the president. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, Superman, I, I haven't read this, but i got to assume Superman's like, are you serious? It's Lex Luthor. It's like, he's, how much time has he spent in prison? Like, until 2016, that storyline seemed ridiculous. Yeah. You, you know, comic like, you know book writers could, are like, it could we, happen. we could do anything. Yeah. Any storyline is possible yeah. now. You mean until 
2016 when Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice came out and we appreciated the character of Lex Luthor again? Is that what you mean? Like 2016? <laughs> no, I mean just anyone can get a left. Yes, no, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Uh, I could probably be president in 2020. It's, it's oh my the door is wide open. Yeah. I was it. I was once in a fist fight. People <laughs> hope maybe it'll catch on. I don't know. Uh, so Rachel Dawes has become uh, uh, the the she's working for the DA now, uh, and she charges Zaz, but he's uh, uh, Jonathan Crane, the psychologist, rules that he's insane, and so he can't go to prison. He's got to go to Arkham Asylum. It's a weird thing, and uh, this comes up a lot in like in movies and in comics where it's it's like, oh, he'll just get off as being in, insane and. Then he's he's fine. It's it's not good to go to a vent no. asylum. It's not fun. No, especially not in the shitty worse. city. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know that it's better than prison, really. It's yeah. implied that they kind of get off out of the mental asylum pretty quick. You know, he's Falcone's having like all his goons get declared insane like on yeah. purpose. I guess since Crane's, gonna, there, I guess later gonna let him out or something. I don't know. There's a a storyline in Batman called uh, Arkham Asylum Living Hell. Where this uh, this gangster basically tries this exact thing, he gets uh, declared insane, so he doesn't have to go to prison, and then he's put in Arkham Asylum with all these supervillains, and they just torture him, and they lock him in this freezer, and like his nose ends up falling off through the frostbite in his ears, and like he just loses his mind, and, like reaches the point where he belongs in Arkham Asylum. He becomes a a supervillain called the Great White Shark. There's like no features anymore. He just very streamlined. A good swimmer? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Michael Phelps. I mean, you would need very expensive nose plugs, I'd imagine, yeah. to just have that water flow directly through your navel cavity. <laughs> Michael Phelps is like, oh, I could shave two seconds off my time. I did his nose. Could just be sentenced to Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Fight Killer Croc. And he's so much more streamlined. He's the body of a supervillain. His yeah. proportions are all wrong. <laughs> he would be a monster if he wasn't swimming. Yeah. yeah. It'd be some kind of weird, like, Frankenstein creature. Shambling through a McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> His face is very strange, too. Yeah, that's yeah. not good. If you told me he had some kind of mental disability, I would I would believe it. <laughs> I would not be... If you showed me his picture, I would, I would buy that. <laughs> I... <laughs> He couldn't be stupid, Doctor. Look how fast he is in the pool. <laughs> Doctor Crane, this world is fit. Michael Phelps just goes from winning twenty medals in the regular Olympics, and he just shows up in the Special Olympics. <laughs> and like, yeah, this this feels right. Yeah, he is sort of like Eli Manning's Bizarro. Yeah, like he's just like something went wrong. <laughs> it's in the like process, took, like an Eli Manning. <laughs> Action figure, just put it in the oven for a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> just melt it a little bit. Um, We're tearing all of America's heroes down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so Bruce Wayne starts figuring out what's going on, ways away, and he just notices his bat flying around. And he's like, "That's it. I'm just gonna be a bat. I'm gonna go back to that well and just start exploring around there." And uh, he finds out that just. His ancestor had used this as a base in the the Underground Railroad. So there's an elevator. Like, they had... <laughs> was it Underground Railroad or is it Prohibition? 
Oh, was it Prohibition? I, it's, I thought this was Underground Railroad. Railroad? He said something like this. That would be very honorable. It would just be extremely intricate for Underground Railroad. That's cool, though. Yeah, get, it's also... On the wings. Gotham is normally... And it's not super clear where it is, but it's normally supposed to be in, like, New York. Yeah. Which I, I feel like, did they need... I guess they had to go to Canada, right? Yeah. It wasn't just it makes made sense. to the north. Yeah. So. Okay, that, that still could be plausible. There is a DC Comics map where... Metropolis is basically Wilmington, Delaware. Oh, really? And it's very insane. And then, obviously, the Snyderverse has decided that Metropolis and Gotham are next to each other. Yeah. Like, in Chicago, basically. Because, right. of course. I, uh, I grew up in uh, Virginia and right outside D.C., and I, I remember as a kid, one of my friends telling me that Metropolis was located in Maryland. And it was a Grove City, and being so upset when I realized that was not the case. <laughs> no. He was talking about Columbia. Columbia just seemed very clean to him, so he assumed it was Metropolis. <laughs> this is a comic book city. Yeah. Fifty thousand people. Uh so so he returns dramatically to Wayne Enterprises and uh, uh, he tells them that he's he's gonna be hanging out in the applied sciences division. And he shows up there at the uh, applied sciences with uh, Lucius Fox, who's played by Morgan Freeman, and Lucius basically tells him, look, as far as I'm concerned, this is your company. You can just pillage whatever you want from this. It's just this hole where there's just all these amazing scientific yeah. advancements <clears throat> that we're doing nothing with. So yeah. You wouldn't believe how many world wars I could start. Yeah. I do not pay attention to what I'm doing. We got all <laughs> four nuclear bombs over there. Yeah. I don't know if you want those. Or, yeah, this is the company that doesn't care about defense contracting, apparently. <laughs> like, they're like, There's we're going to no start selling handguns. Yeah. But they got, they got like a tank downstairs. Right. Yeah, they, what do they do where he just gets to build like I, Humvees that jump across the water? I, I guess they're, they, they have something, some lines about uh, contracting for the military. These are all projects that the military deemed too expensive. So if they had this incredible body armor, but it was going to be like $300,000 per soldier. Right. And the, the army said it just wasn't worth it. And Getting a little political in yeah. 2005. Yeah. I, in all of the Batman movies, it's I, always like capitalists I feel, and politicians I feel like this was much less pointed than Dark Knight. Yes. And uh, those have very clear political yeah. ideologies and messages going on. I didn't see that. Not as much now. Yeah. But uh, here, here's my thing about Lucius Fox. He seems right from the get-go to trust Bruce Wayne completely and just be like, look, I don't know what you're doing with this, but I think it's going to be, maybe you're going to be some kind of bat vigilante yeah. type. I don't want to ask questions. You take these gadgets, you do what you... Alfred, too. So, like, you don't see your surrogate son in ten years. Then yeah. he comes back from the dead. Then he comes home... He spends all his time in, like, the cavern under the house. He's jacked. You, yeah, he's all very jacked. He knows karate. <laughs> and you just come downstairs one day, and he's just making little bats out of knives and saying, it's just cave. show my enemies feel my dread. Like, <laughs> at no point are you worried about him. This is, like, this really feels like something where, it, with anyone else, like, the, everyone would be like, how did he not... Report this to yeah. the psychologist. Oh, like, yeah, his dad was a doctor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'll be fine. His grandpa helped the underground railroad. This is like the, the teen shooter whose parents were yeah. like, well, he seemed okay. Yeah, he just was downstairs all the time. Yeah. Fine. 
He's yeah, screaming yeah. at eating microwave food. <laughs> and making bats out of knives. <laughs> Alfred and Lucius are, are very down immediately. I guess they're just bored old men who, like, either way, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> he was right off the bat. He's, yeah. he, he treated it as though, like, he knew something, but he didn't want right to say. Right off the bat. Ah. Uh, hey. Like, before he's been Batman, he's, he hasn't gone out of Batman, so there's no possible way he could know that what his plan is. Right. He's like, I don't want to know what you're doing. Wink, wink. Right. Yeah. Like, as if he knew... He, so he's going to do something neat. Yeah. But he, he's like, I just trust that you're going to... It felt like there's way too much trust going on. He has yeah. no idea. He has no way of having any idea of what Bruce is going to do with this. No. Here's a, here's a reasoning for Alfred that adds to the Alfred conspiracy theory. Alfred knows he's going to go fight crime, and he's like, good... He'll die, and I'll get everything. Oh, for me. Guys, is Alfred secretly a Sith Lord? Have we stumbled on something, like, extra in the canon? I think so. Use your hatred, Bruce. Good. Good. So he gets all these, he gets, like, some body armor. He gets some grappling ropes and this safety harness so he can go spelunking wink wink um and he uh he, he explores his cave and he starts setting up as a uh as the bat cave and then later he he puts on a ski mask and the grappling gear and he breaks into the police headquarters and holds gordon hostage with a stapler he just puts it to the back of his neck so he feels like a gun he's very yeah, you don't train you what guns feel like police academy <laughs> that would be ridiculous like, anything against your neck just assume i i feel like i i wouldn't risk that if someone I, had, I guess i wouldn't either yeah yeah when i'm walking home i'm gonna think it's a statement that feels yeah. like a vic yeah <laughs> that's not <a> <laughs> bullshit yeah. that's the swing line <laughs> i'm putting a pin to the back of my neck right now and i, I yeah you can't feel that Clearly through the yeah. back of your neck. If, if I felt that, I would, I would. I'm not gonna risk it. Yeah, I'll let it ride. Yeah, uh, but he, he basically tells Gordon like with what he thinks is a gun to the back of his neck. Like, I'm your friend now. We're gonna team up. Uh, and he fucking hauls ass out yeah. of the top of the building, and yeah. understandably, Gordon chases him with right. a gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he thinks he was almost assassinated. Right. Uh, and, and he just jumps away. To the, uh, and then he goes back to Lucius Fox saying he, he needs something for base jumping. He gives him this, this cloth that can become rigid so he can glide around. Um, and then he, he shows him the, the tumbler, the, uh, the, the Batmobile in this, which is basically just a, a big tank. Yeah. With, with like wheels instead of treads. It's super, it's like a Humvee mixed with a tank. And, uh, so he's, he's prepares to, to be Batman, so he's putting all his equipment together. Does anyone remember the Super Bowl trailer where they just showed him, like, doing wheelies in the, like, beige version of the Batmobile? And in the end, he's just like, does it come in black? And we were all just like, oh, oh this is no. going to suck. Right. <laughs> this is going to be very bad. There are a couple lines in this movie that are totally off-tone. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're like, does it come in black? There's, There's mostly related to where... the car. 
Yeah, he's yeah. he's in his like Ferrari or whatever. It's his like nice cars. Like you should see my other one. Yeah, a couple like throw off like <laughs> wink at the camera line. And there's something later where like uh, he's driving away in the, the the Batmobile, and Commissioner Gordon seems like, oh, I gotta give me one of those. Yeah, yeah. And they like just that. does not feel like it's the tone of this. Yeah, that's like some shit that is in like the shit that's got cut real. Yeah, for this movie. Uh, so Falcone and this corrupt police officer uh, watch the. The, the police unload all these drugs, and, uh, so... No, the, oh, wait, the, yeah, the corrupt police officer just eating a greasy food, as always, never on screen without, like, a calzone. Yeah, as, yeah. A, as a fat person, I will say that that police officer is racist against fat people. <laughs> <laughs> that characterization is racist against fat people. It's insane. Yeah. I'm surprised that the part where he gets pulled up in the air, he doesn't just fall because he's too fat. <laughs> That's the only person that Batman snap. murders is when he tries to, like, navigate that guy's 400 pounds of heft. Should have done some Swear to me, young guy. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's just got him hanging upside down and just like poking his belly. So they think they're importing drugs, but what they're really importing is... Like different drugs. Fear, fear, <laughs> yeah. fear, fear, fear drugs. Yeah. The fluoride. The psychoactive, fluoride. yeah. Uh, so Rachel gets off the, the monorail, which is gone from... The, the last thing we saw was in the, the flashbacks where it's gleaming and nice and new, and now it's just covered in graffiti. It's like the yeah. Warriors, basically. Yeah, exactly. 70s New York. Uh, and, and she's being shadowed by these two thugs, and uh, she threatens them with a um, uh, taser. And she thinks she scared him off with just Batman beating the shit out of him. And she tries to tase Batman, and he just kind of shrugs it off. And he's super... He talks with her, he's so unnecessarily mysterious yeah. in this scene. He gets off on it. Yeah. He likes it. Yeah. This is this felt like a, like a teenager if he was a superhero, and just like trying to, to be cool. But, I'm a friend. I just take the photos and... I, you don't need to know who I am. Right. Someone likes you. you, but uh, I'm not going to say <laughs> yeah. who it is that likes you, but... Uh, uh. If he loved you, he would be at your play right now <laughs> instead of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one you should be with. <laughs> it is a good time to talk about his voice choice, because it is the most controversial thing about it the is. Let's, series. Let's get into that. Uh I remembered it as being much more over the top than it is. It was definitely like legible, like I could understand it. I'm wondering if it gets worse in the, the following two movies. It gets a little worse. Also, I love The Dark Knight. Yeah. It's like a seminal movie to me. Of course. But it is one of those movies where just the end is everyone yelling in the same voice. Yeah. So yeah. I think there, it, he yells more in the other movies, and I think when he yells, it gets crazy. Yeah. Right. And then it's like Heath Ledger yells in a growl, and then Aaron Eckhart yells in a growl, and it's just like 30 minutes of just like, let her go! <laughs> no! <laughs> it's just like Jackie Earl Haley in Watchmen. Yeah. Also did that. It's It became very trendy, and I think it became like the, the growly superhero voice, and people shout on that. I think it's a very good choice in this because I think that Bruce Wayne is clearly mentally ill. And <laughs> just like generally, but also in this. Yeah. And so it makes sense to me that his Batman persona like is a persona. Much yeah. more than like any of the other Batman even. Like Kevin Conroy in the series, like the animated series, he like this is pretty he, restrained. He just is Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I, he's my favorite Batman, like 
probably as far as like portrayal, but he just does like Bruce Wayne. Well, and also uh, people forget Kevin Conroy and also uh, definitely Michael Keaton and to a lesser extent Val Kilmer and little tiny bit George Clooney. Like all of them did a different voice as Bruce Wayne than as Batman. Yeah, they so do this a is slight, not, like, yeah, they do a slight uptick or downtick. Everyone focuses on Christian Bale doing this, and they've all done this. This is not him being the only one. Right. Also, uh, Christian Bale's Batman voice is just Eric Cartman with, like, the bass turned up. <laughs> <laughs> you just start with, like, hey, guys, what's going on? And you just turn it down. Hey, guys, what's hey guys. Oh, my God, we killed Kitty. <laughs> but it's, uh... When Michael Keaton did it, he, he made the point that, like, he's... Bruce Wayne's supposed to be a very well-known figure. Yeah. Right. And if he's just doing Bruce Wayne's voice, the people are going to be like, wait, you're, you're Bruce you're Wayne. You're fucking... You're a guy. Yeah. As it stands, it is just like, wait, that's just Bruce Wayne's face. <laughs> right. So, like, if you just do the same voice, yeah. Michael Keaton wanted to have, like, different colored contacts in. As he does, like, black out his, like, art to, like, he's hide got, like, his around his, yeah. yeah. So there's, you can, like, see his lips and his chin and stuff. But. There's never a scene where Batman takes off his mask and he has raccoon eyes. Yeah. That, which would have been dumb. Yeah, that yeah. would have been real stupid. They, uh, that, that's become just so common in all superhero movies. But there's, um, a scene in The Phantom, going back to that, the Billy Zane Phantom movie, where almost that thing happened where he had like the bad raccoon eyes then he pulls off his mask and yeah. there's just nothing there it's like just so obvious that they had to cut and right. remove that also this isn't the phantom cast but the scene in the phantom where the guy gets murdered with the blades in the yeah. microscope that really fucked me up as like a nine year old oh, me too me too that made stuck me afraid of so much <laughs> I think in like freshman year bio I didn't want to look into a microscope because I thought you twist it and the knife just came out I kind of understandably like yeah. that's a weird we, yeah. we talked about this we covered the Phantom on the show at one point but they, uh, it, I have to bring it up again it bothered me so much it disturbed me as a kid and going as an adult looking at it he focuses it he sees the word liar and then the knives come out yeah like, it's still a working microscope yeah. <laughs> that just also has knives in it. I want to see a scene where Tweet Williams, like, commissions a guy to make that. Just like, it has to say liar. He has to know he's a liar and he betrayed me. And then the blades come. <laughs> That's another thing we talked about. Is, yeah. This isn't, like, a one-time use. He's got to be using this. <laughs> yeah. I love that you remember the name of the, the actor who played. No one remembers this movie. Uh, well, fun fact. I love Tweet Williams. He's one of the great over-actors he's of all great. time. He was also my uh, childhood psychiatrist's uh, college roommate. Oh, um, no shit. So when I was like nine years old and I started doing community theater, my, um, my psychologist was like, oh, my best friend Treat is a famous actor. He's in this movie right now called, uh, I can't remember what the movie is, it's like Things to Know in Denver When You're Dead. Uh-huh. And I like watched that when I was 16 and it's just like a shitty Tarantino knockoff and I was like was he telling me to go watch this as a nine-year-old to see his like <laughs> college roommate from like Montclair State University or whatever he like, knew that he needed those ticket sales yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tricks movies in trouble what's one kid being starred I don't fucking whatever yeah uh, so Alfred wakes Bruce up at three in the afternoon and oh you're still alive damn yeah. it <laughs> uh, I, I like the, their dynamic in this in so many of the other movies Alfred is just a, a doormat, and yeah. Bruce just shits on him and treats him like shit. In this, they feel much more like equals, yeah. which I, I really like seeing. Uh, but he's Bruce Wayne has all these bruises and stuff, and he's Alfred. More like Bruce Wayne. Oh. Uh, 
Uh, but Alfred suggests he needs to take up some kind of a hobby or a sport or something to explain what he's doing with his time, why he's ridiculously jacked, and he's covered in bruises. That didn't really go anywhere. No. I guess his sport is, like, being a public drunk. Yeah. yeah. Like, fucks models. Like, he doesn't ever, like... Yeah, he never does something. Drunks get unexplained bruises. That's true. I, maybe yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Maybe he's like, ah, he falls into pools, yeah, he drives his car real fast. There should be a scene where he just, like, aggressively plays racquetball to just synthesize all of his bruises. Uh, just, like, blasts the <laughs> yeah. ball into his chest. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's like, it's like a jackass. <laughs> uh, so this, uh, this microwave emitter has been stolen from a, a ship, from a, a Wayne Tech ship. Right? It's just a... a microwave machine that can fry the enemy's water supply just evaporate all the, the water in a city is spewing out microwave radiation and uh it's like the thing from Ocean's Eleven except for it fries water it's the same thing as the principle it's like Warner Brothers just had this two million dollar prop that they needed to <laughs> <laughs> it's like this time it fries water uh, so Falcone is in, in prison, and he's, uh, he cuts his wrist to bolster his insanity plea, and Dr. Crane comes in to interview him, and he gasses him with this, this fear gas. He puts on this crazy uh, this mask to be the, the scarecrow, too. It's like a, like a burlap sack with like a mouth that's kind of sewn shut. It's a really creepy-looking mask. Um, he asked my favorite question in the movie before that. He says, would you like to see my mask? Yeah. I don't know why I'm almost so charmed by that. <laughs> would you like to see so, my mask? He's probably my favorite actor in this He movie. does a really good job. He's really, like, yeah. low-key, yeah. like, disturbing and off. Yeah. And just the very, like, ca- casual way he throws, would you like to see my mask? And then he's fucking spraying this guy with noxious gas and driving him insane. The one thing he doesn't do well is play a person that the court system would trust as a psychiatrist. He does seem like a fucking <laughs> creepo. Yeah. A murderer. Uh, so we're, we're skipping ahead a little bit, but um, he... Bruce Wayne brings him the... Um, or uh, he, he tries to fight the Scarecrow, and he gets gassed with this this fear toxin. Right. And he kind of freaks out. Uh, we, we should mention um, the... Earlier, when he's training with the, the ninjas, with the League of Shadows, he gets exposed to some kind of gas in, like, part of his final training. It's the flower, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like they grind up the flower to make tea or some shit. Yeah. And I had a question at the time, but I guess the movie kind of answers it, but it is the, the fear gas. And so, so the, the gas makes him see all these bats flying everywhere. Yeah. There were not literally bats there, right? It was like a hallucination. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I think it was... Yeah. Like makes people see whatever they're afraid of. Right? Like, yeah. Uh, so he he gets the uh, knocked around. Uh, he's exposed to this gas and he's tripping out. And uh, he calls Alfred, begs Alfred to come pick him up. It's like briefly just fear and loathing in Gotham City. Yeah. <laughs> he's having a bad night. He has to get picked up. He needs to go home and sleep. And it it totally made sense in the moment and everything, but it felt so dumb to have. Bruce got Batman like in the back seat of the car yeah, just yeah. laying down. Alfred, help me. He literally <laughs> yeah. help me, Alfred. With his 2005 cell phone he just pulls yeah, out his... Also, Alfred like cries when he's driving him. They don't really have him say anything that's like that disturbing to Alfred but Alfred is very disturbed by him being so afraid 
Well, like, presumably right. he's raised a child who was very upset by his parents being murdered. But right. it seems like Bruce is just in the back just saying, like, bats. And Alfred is weeping. <laughs> Alfred is just weeping. You oh, think that would be upset. his big... His big fears, his parents getting murdered. Yeah. And, like, he should be, like, parents getting murdered man instead of gunman. Gunman. Robber man. Robber man. Uh, Adam Sandler already did that, I guess. Jojo man. Yeah. Uh, So, um, Rachel goes back to Arkham Asylum, and Falcone has now genuinely become insane, just mumbling the word scarecrow, scarecrow, scarecrow. And, uh... This gas apparently turns you into an upset Pokemon. <laughs> uh, so he, the Scarecrow takes Rachel down to, he's like, oh, I've got something I need to show you. Just come down here. There's nothing suspicious at all. No man would ever do something mean to the woman. Yeah. <laughs> just wander into this yeah. weird, creepy fucking basement. Yeah. Even if I weren't a supervillain, you shouldn't be doing this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like... Even if I were just your colleague, it's yeah. already weird. Strange. Yeah. What do you want to show me? What is it, like an elementary school? I got something to show you, come here. <laughs> he just pulls out his dick. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Come on, Dr. Crane. Be professional. Yeah. You're, 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 you're an asshole. Uh, but he, he, she, he shows her like a bunch of convicts who are just building the, the fear gas and uh, uh, just dumping it into the, the water supply. They've got like a big pipe that they've opened up and just pouring it in there. Is that Kool-Aid? What is the Kool-Aid mix? Are you giving us all diabetes? <laughs> this is set in a terrifying alternate universe where convicts are used for labor. Oh, <laughs> I can't imagine how uh, shit would go down. So he, he gasses her with like a lethal dose of this and she's freaking out. And Bruce, uh, Batman jumps in and saves her and uh, takes her back to the, the Batcave and he synthesizes like a antidote to the the poison and uh he gives her two more uh endotes tells her to give one to james gordon and the other use it to, to mass produce it what if it's just batches <laughs> I <hate> it's batches <laughs> that's the antidote yeah i had to trip up on this mess <laughs> rachel doesn't want it what if albert just, doesn't want it it's just the placebo yeah Batches is the placebo. <laughs> Why I needed a control. <laughs> the only thing I had access to was massive quantities of batches. <laughs> the placebo, why couldn't it just have been water? That's be salty. That's be salty. Salt water, salt water. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. okay, next time, I'll think I don't know. It's my bad, guys. <laughs> uh, so he, he, he goes in and he fights uh, Scarecrow again and he gasses uh, Batman gasses Dr. Crane this time, and uh, he starts freaking out and seeing Batman as this demon creature, and he reveals that he's been working for Ra's al Ghul before passing out. And uh, Batman, uh, they, 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 he goes into this building. I skipped around a bunch. I, this is the wrong word. We are talking about it in the way that Christopher Nolan wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're on page 147. Of two thousand, have, have we got? Have we missed the point where he's like sneaking up on someone, and that like little kid comes out on oh, the fire yeah. escape? We so, jumped over that. Yeah. Well, there's that, there's the little boy twice. Yeah. Little yeah. Boy he's in there yeah. twice. That little kid is King Joffrey. Yes. From King Game of Thrones. True. Yeah. yeah. I stopped Jesus. and I'm like, that's fucking. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. kid. Oh, it's Game of Thrones kids. That kid. Isn't that neat? 
That was my, that was my, the tease, so yeah. in that neat moment. Yeah. That was neat. Yeah. Uh, so he, he doesn't actually bring Rachel back yet, because he has to do all kinds of, uh, uh, he puts her in the car and is driving around, blowing shit up, and just driving over. Wanton destruction. Yeah. Yeah, everyone talks about how the Affleck series is like, oh, Batman just has machine guns and he kills people with his car, but like... Bruce Wayne's Batmobile in the Nolan series is definitely just a tank. It's mm-hmm. all like, the Batman movies. There's wanton yeah, destruction everywhere. Yeah, it's He's, just that he doesn't like choke people to death. In Bruce, definitely in Batman Returns, he just throws like a grenade down a sewer. Yeah, at one point, it's this is <laughs> it's not a new thing. Yeah, they just kind of don't go. Like he at one point directly, obviously, immediately runs over like the driver's side. Yes. Of a police car, and then they just cut to the police car, and the guys are like, Woo, that was cool. <laughs> it's just like, no, you're dead. Yeah. Uh, so he goes to uh, to his, his birthday party after saving Rachel, and uh, he finds Ra's al Ghul is at his birthday party. Well, first they, they find out that the water um, won't work, even with the, the poison in there, it needs to be inhaled. So the day is saved. <laughs> fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really fucked that one up, yeah. didn't you? <laughs> Dumbass. Uh, but it's his birthday party. Raza Ghoul shows up. The, not the fake Raza Ghoul, but the real Raza Ghoul. Uh, Ducard. Uh, Liam East shows up. And also a guy who looks kind of like Raza Ghoul, the fake Raza Ghoul, but it's not the real right. the fake Raza Ghoul. It's a weird fake out to yeah, some woman like introduces You must simply must meet Rosagul. Yeah, he really fits into the society of Gotham City and his like green cape and shoulder pads. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, this is yeah. <laughs> this is Roz. He runs a temple. And, and here's this weird line where uh, the figure turns around and it's not Razagul. And so Batman's like, What what the fuck? Why was who, who are you? This, you're not Ra's al Ghul. Why are you pretending? And then Dukar's behind me says, uh, but is Ra's al Ghul immortal? Are his methods supernatural? And they don't really address that. I don't know, is he implying that Ra's al Ghul is supernatural? Or that there's something, a myth that he's supernatural? It's like a mind freak moment. Yeah. Mind freak. Is it real? <laughs> He does levitate weirdly when he says this. <laughs> like, it's not a twist that Liam Neeson survived. He, we see that Liam Neeson right. survived. Yeah. It's, I think maybe he's showing, like we were saying, how maybe there's just always a front person, an interchangeable... Maybe that's it, because they, they look similar, so maybe whenever one dies, they put yeah. a similar-looking guy in his place. That's what they did with Dick Cheney. <laughs> oh. I don't know Actually, what the purpose of yeah. that is. I, I guess the I, maybe there's a myth that he's immortal, so that if they just keep switching him out, it adds to this myth. And yeah, I think so. If they wanted us to think that um, Raza Ghul, like, or Liam Neeson's character specifically, wasn't coming back, they shouldn't have cast Liam Neeson. Yeah, it was like, well, I, he got paid a whole lot of money to do this. He's obviously going to be in more of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> they should have done something that was more ambiguous whether he survived. It's not at all right. a surprise. We you see him so clearly. They could have just had the place explode yeah. and not dealt with him like flying off the. And then he made it out of the fire. And was, yeah, the way it is, they they walk you through. They they spell it out that he did survive. There's no question that he did not survive. Yeah, and he, there's a line where um, Liam Neeson's like, 
you you left me to uh, burn you burned my home down and left me to die. Now I'm doing it to you. It's like Batman explicitly on yeah. purpose saved your ass. Yeah. He did not leave you to die at all. You're the only one he saved yeah. too. Everyone else was like, I, you're not charismatic. Yeah. I don't. So like you're the only much. person he did not leave to die. Yeah. You burned my favorite house. <laughs> you don't know what it's like to have the perfect house. <laughs> just that place that just feels like home. Like, God damn it, you let you saved me, but you just to walk in there every day at the end of the day, it, it just felt it was so cozy. Like, <laughs> fuck you. I think you're supposed to maybe it's like the twist is that Raz Al Ghul Henri Ducard is like behind everything yeah and that, like the at the time. end of the first act like you're just supposed to think he's like sort of an ambivalently like inappropriately vigilante mentor right. Right. to bruce wayne and then he comes back and he's like the villain of the because the whole story, movie scarecrow is mentioning that there's some mysterious yeah. boss and it's not he doesn't really mention who it is yeah. and it turns out it's raza ghoul or ducard uh and, and so he basically uh, tells Bruce to, to get everyone out of the house or he's going to kill them all so Bruce just pretends to be drunk and insults them and they all leave. Which, I guess it's a way to get people out. Yeah. You could have just been like, there's a bomb! <laughs> Gosh, there's a fucking bomb in here! Yeah, why do you have to be so rude about it? It has to be mean. My favorite is that when he yells at people, some old man, I think, is like, the apple has fallen very far from the tree and it like makes Bruce really sad. Yeah. Right. Like, but he is also like, his house is about to explode. And, right. Like, terrorists are about to just, just destroy his city. Yeah. And he still is like, oh, I wish I could explain. Uh-huh. If only. Uh, so the, a whole bunch of uh, murderers and rapists get freed from Arkham Asylum and Alfred arrives, arrives back at Wayne Manor and uses a golf club to knock out a league member guarding the house. That these are supposed to be like the high, most highly trained assassins in the world, and just this old man knocks one out with no problem. It was also like guarding a door that was on fire. Yeah, <laughs> just like yeah, I'm just making you know, watching it burn. He's like facing the wrong way. Yeah, just looking in. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but they, they've set the place on fire. Bruce is trapped under this burning beam, and Alfred uh, helps him helps him out, and. Uh, another line that's like a little iffy towards the camp direction when he's just like what good are all those push-ups if you can't lift one i liked it yeah it's I good, did too. but it's yeah it read, when he knocks the dude out he's like uh, i hope you're not part of the front fire brigade <laughs> yeah like, I, I like that Alfred's kind of sassy <laughs> <laughs> he helps him at the club and yeah it's i like that his his adopted son is like at the risk of burning to death and he's not above being sassy yeah. in this moment. Uh, so the... Uh, he the, does a bit about the golf club before he rescues him. Yeah. Burning yeah. log is still on fire on his chest. He's just like, well, I, I got the club. And I said, four. <laughs> I said, watch out, Tiger Woods. <laughs> uh, so the, the League of Shadows are putting the microwave emitter onto the train, so it's going to go around Gotham, just drying up all the water, making it evaporate, turning the poison into an airborne thing, so it's... But that's the other thing. The water supply and Thomas Wayne's monorail are the same thing, and all go to the same place. Right. Which seems like a flaw in the system. Seems like 
big, just a bullseye for terrorists. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you don't even need to hit more than one spot. It's all conveniently located. Yeah. It's like a Walmart one-stop shop for destroying the city. Uh, so the, the whole city starts tearing itself apart. There's all these murders and rapists in the street. People are attacking each other. Um, Gordon requests reinforcements, but there's, uh, the police are already all tied up. And uh, Scare is about to run down Rachel, but she fires her taser and hits him in the face. And his horse uh, carries He's on him away a horse, screaming. By the way, yeah. I should mention he's yeah. just riding around just, on a fucking horse. For some goddamn reason. Uh, Mister Zaz, the serial killer, escapes carrying a knife, and Batman jumps from above him, uh, just beating everybody up. And uh, they they raise the the drawbridge to Arkham Asylum, and Gordon gets in the the tumbler. I wasn't clear on what did. I, I'm, did I miss something? Did Batman explain what the plan was? That he needs Gordon to destroy the pillars to stop the train from getting all the way. Because again, Thomas Wayne <laughs> like invented the like self-destruct switch for his city, so it had, he had to stop it from getting all the way to Wayne Tower. Right. So, but he couldn't do that, and also, I guess stop. I will say there is a legitimately great shot in that sequence where Batman is flying over all the criminals that are like experiencing the psychosis of the drug and they all just see him as like the demon face like fire yeah, that is eyeballs great. and he's just like flying it's, it's very cool so Batman uh, makes it onto the train and uh, beats up Rouse's uh, thugs and, and fights him and Gordon meanwhile goes to uh, he just blows up the, the supports for this train uh, and it so the train is about to, to crash and um, Ra's al Ghul has a, a line about, like, um, you, you can't stop this train. And he says, who said anything about stopping the train? And then he's, it looks like he's about to kill Ra's al Ghul. He's got, like, two batarangs kind of in his fist, like, between his fingers. He's got Ra's on the ground. He's about to punch him. And Ra's like, you, you're finally going to do what needs to be done. And he says, no, I don't have to kill you, but I don't have to save you either. And just dips, and Ross just, like, blows up. And just the train hits the ground, he blows up. He killed him. Yeah, that's actually why Bruce Wayne dropped out of Princeton. He's in a philosophy <laughs> yeah. class, and he's just like, uh, not stopping something and doing it are not the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is bullshit. This is, like, the Saw-type yeah. logic of, like, no, I didn't kill them. Yeah. I put them in a death trap and forced yeah. them to kill themselves. Would you like to play a game? It was a suicide, not murder. That old-timey bad guy with, like, the twirly mustache yeah. on trial. like, I did not murder the damsel. I merely tied her to the train tracks. <laughs> it was the train that murdered her. Yeah. Uh, so, so, then, they, they just don't address, like, what's happening with all these murders and serial killers. Right. Doped up on LSD, and the whole city presumably is tripping out and afraid now. And a huge portion of it. Yeah, this yeah. is literally the plot of the video game Batman: Arkham Knight is dealing with that exact situation. So this is not like the end. It seems like the geography of the Gotham City in this movie, and they changed the city layout. It seems like in the sequel, even that I think you're supposed to think that like. Arkham Asylum is basically on, like, their equivalent of Roosevelt Island. Yeah. Right. So you can, yeah. like, stop the spread. But the, like, the, the nerve crazy juice getting out seems harder to contain. But it, this it, is, it gets... 
This is like a flash forward, I guess. So you're supposed to assume I, I maybe guess. like that it got dealt with. This is like a, a minor spoilers if you haven't seen Jurassic World, but uh, at the end of the movie, they stop the new dinosaur by just releasing T Rex, and T Rex yeah. fights it, and and they just celebrate. It's like no, there's still a T Rex on the loose. That was literally the plot of the first movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, you're not just okay now. The end of Jurassic World, spoilers again, has the most batshit thing I've ever seen, where Chris Pratt, Pratt, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like, has this, per, like, paternal bond with all the raptors he's trained, but they're still fucking raptors. Yeah, it's But, like, a raptor strange. just doesn't kill him, and then there's just a moment where Chris Pratt nods at a dinosaur, and the dinosaur just nods at him, <laughs> and then just, like, trots away. Like, the dinosaur should just tip his cap, like, at the end of, like, some kind of, like, Tom Clancy movie where they're <laughs> friends now. That movie was kind of pretty, kind of shitty, but there were some amazing Always moments. Crazy, yeah. Like, there was, when all the raptors get loose and just are attacking, like, marines, one marine apparently climbed a tree with a rocket launcher, because there's a moment when you just see an RPG streak out of the tree line and explode a Velociraptor. Jesus, yeah. Are we going to have to do a spin-off podcast and we just get <laughs> the Jurassic Park Just movies? Jurassic World. That was just like yeah. weekly, and not like one of those like minute by minute, just every week we meet and we just talk about Jurassic World, like at length. That, I hated that movie. There's so many insane things to it's talk about. very though. insane. Yeah, yeah, so we're almost at the end of Batman. Begins. Yeah, we're, we're basically <laughs> we're basically at the end. We're only uh, starting our interlude. <laughs> uh, so so uh, the next day, uh, the CEO of Wayne Enterprises shows up and he finds that he's been replaced by uh, by Lucius Fox because even though the company went public, Bruce Wayne just bought up all the public shares and is still in charge of the company. And uh, Bruce Wayne is in his limo reading a newspaper. Batman's on the front page, and on page eight, there's a headline about Bruce Wayne that says, Drunken Billionaire Burns Down Home. <laughs> it's just a straight-up Simpsons headline. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> it should just be a picture of him shaking his fist. He's <laughs> like holding a beer can. <laughs> There's also a fun little callback in the boardroom scene where Lucius Fox has been fired earlier in the movie, and yeah. Howard is like, didn't you get the memo? And then at the end, uh, Morgan Freeman is like, didn't you get the memo? Because the thing we care about in this movie is the plotline about, like, the corporation industries, <laughs> and it's, like, publicly traded stock. Yeah. That's, like, the the Z plot to this movie. Um, and then the, we, we skipped over this a little bit, but in the, the scene where... Uh, uh, all the murders that get loose and Batman saves Rachel. Uh, he says, she says something about who are you? And he says, uh, it's not who I am. It's what I do. And, and she had told him that. So she figures out that he is, Bruce Wayne is Batman. Do you think after he said that, he was like, oh shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> more mysterious. Serial Freudian slip there. <laughs> this is the one person I'm going to have to kill. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we just put her on a train to blow the yeah, tracks. Yeah. Just not drops her off the bridge. It's not Captain I don't have to catch you. <laughs> <laughs> it's gravity that's the real killer. Uh, back at, uh, so Wayne Manor's been burnt to the ground, and he's just nailing boards over that old well. He, he can't, he's got to do that part of the construction. Yeah, it's just very unsafe. Yeah. <laughs> this is the unsafe part. <laughs> He's so concerned with that. Yeah. 
What if a child fell in this burning wreckage? <laughs> <laughs> the wreckage is literally still smoking yeah. in this scene. Uh, so she she apologizes to, for slapping him the day that he he tried to kill Cho, which I I think she was justified. Also, to like do in that. the timeline of this movie, that was ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was a while back. Yeah. Uh, so he he thanks her, and then they she says something about how she uh, when he came back to the city, she began to hope and that it was him, and they could have something, and then they start making out, and then she says they're not going to have anything, which is a weird. It's things to say to him, anyone. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to make out with him before you send them. It's you're sending to, some very mixed signals. Don't have to kiss him. You definitely don't have to let him know that this was on the table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's been like I always loved you as a friend, Bruce, and yeah. leave. Yeah. not letting him know that he ruined it. Yeah, I just want you to know I used to be in love with you, but I've decided not to have anything happen with you. Why? Why do you have to tell you me got, that? Here's here's the problem, Bruce. You're too good at karate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's it's way says. too much karate going on in your life. If this had been a Joel Schumacher Batman, you would have seen his like boner bursting <laughs> <laughs> that cut piece and then like being like deflated, <laughs> just like rerouted. This this again brings me back to I I don't get the sense they were ever in a relationship. She treats no. it as though they were destined to be together and they're long lost loves, and I don't think they were ever anything more than friends. I guess they're like the only. Boy and girl that they had in each other's lives. Yeah, it feels like they don't have any other friends. Yeah, what was her family? What went on? Yeah, there? are they are the Dawes's supposed to also be a rich family, or were they like the poor family that like hung out? She had a super shitty car when she dropped him off at Tony's yeah. place. This it seemed like I don't know. This feels like like when I was a kid and like my world was so small. And so I just took it for granted that I was going to grow up to marry one of the Olsen twins. Yeah. Because right. I'm like, I don't know any other women. Who else? <laughs> yeah. I, just, I know my mom, my sister, and the Olsen twins. So it's it's got to be one of those two. Those are the only options. Yeah. And he's just like, well, I don't know anyone but Rachel. So I guess I'm bound to be in love with her. I don't have the resources in any way, shape, or form to yeah. remedy that. And she's the people. Yeah. And then Mary Kate Olsen murdered Heath Ledger. It's weird how it all comes together in the Batverse. So that night, Batman goes to meet Gordon, who reveals he's become a lieutenant now. And he's made a a, just a bat signal, just a spotlight on the roof. Uh, I forgot he was like, I'm a lieutenant now. Yeah, I don't know why that's so funny to me. Like, <laughs> like as if we give a shit. It's for like all the ranks between now and commissioner. I didn't know. Honestly, I was like, is that a demotion? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't remember what he was before. So I, I was don't like, know what are they mad is. at him for destroying the bridge? I don't understand. I don't care what you are. And literally, you were just nice to me as a kid. <laughs> you put a coat on me. I thought you were a lieutenant then. <laughs> I don't know. What is a police lieutenant? Honestly. <laughs> Is that high up? I don't know. I'm not clear. Should I be impressed? Is that a pay raise? What's the highest rank? Is it general? <laughs> and then, um, so, <laughs> Lieutenant Gordon brings up a, a very legitimate point that he's just like, well, what about, this seems like there, there could be some escalation here. It's, it's uh, uh, we, we start using better guns and the criminals start using automatic rifles and we buy Kevlar and they buy armor-piercing bullets and now we've got a costumed vigilante. What if they become costumed criminals? And Batman's just like, "Fuck it, it doesn't doesn't matter. 
Just don't worry about that. It just does dismisses this point. Yeah, immediately, he's like, and also there is currently yeah. of master vigilante. Yeah. He's like, right now. What if this happens? Also, by the way, it already happens. Yeah. The Joker is <laughs> yeah, already on the list. playing card, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's happening. Yeah. This is more of a hypothetical. This is an intervention yeah. for a slave. He's just whatever, we'll deal with that in the next yeah. movie. Um, and then he says something that the first time I saw this movie I thought was a threat to Jim Gordon. <laughs> which is, James Gordon was just like, I never said thank you. And he's just like, and you never will. <laughs> I just I assumed he was going to just like <laughs> shoot him in the head. Like, honestly. Yeah, it's such a good line, but I did not understand what he was saying. I, it's a weird line. It yeah. sounds, I read it as kind of, it almost feels passive aggressive. Yeah. He's yeah. like, yeah, I know you never thank <laughs> yeah. you. No, it's fine. Don't yeah. thank me. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'll just say, whole city. You'll get a promotion or whatever. Right. I'm not even a salaried employee. Yeah, my house wasn't burned down during my birthday party. Or whatever. <laughs> it was fine. No one throw me another birthday party. You never will. <laughs> I, f- I forgot. I didn't get you a birthday card. And you never will. Oh, you hired a clown? No. This is my arch nemesis. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's Batman Begins. Would you guys recommend this movie? Yes. Yeah. 100%. We made fun of it a lot, but this really, it's a great movie. It really holds up. It holds up. It it's an unnecessarily good Batman movie. The first two in this series are, like, unnecessarily good. I would also argue that maybe he doesn't have respect for the source material as much as, like, some people might like, and he just decided to make a movie about a billionaire who becomes a vigilante and, like, fights crazy people. I think that's okay, though. I think yeah, I think it's okay. I think it works. Yeah. I don't think you always have to be to treat this source totally, material yeah. the Bible. I wanted this is his take on especially because there was a Batman movie eight years before and then like four years after. Yeah, so it's fine to do your own thing. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I love this movie. I, I think the biggest thing that hurts this movie is just that the sequel was so amazing. Yeah, that this like is lessened in comparison. That you can't help but compare them. Yeah, my main problem with this was, like, the supervillains are very diluted. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, like, a little Ra's al Ghul, and there's a little bit of Dr. Crane, and yeah. there's a little bit of Falcone, yeah. and none of them really feel all that important yeah, no on their own. Yeah, overarching. Yeah, thing. they're, like, kind of separated in a weird way that there's less of, like, a face to the yeah. dead side of the movie, but so that's just a, like, kind of smaller problem. Right now, we got to talk about where this belongs, uh, where... Uh, uh, Christian Bale belongs in our big list of Batman. Obviously, it's going to be near the top. So, our top five right now, Kevin Conroy from Batman the Animated Series, Batman Master of Phantasm, all, all kinds of, all the Batman stuff of the 90s and 2000s. Uh, Will Friedle from Batman Beyond. Michael Keaton from Batman and Batman Returns. David Sherman from The Batman, a fan film. And Matt Kohler from Demon in the Dark, another fan film. I think the only real question is, do we put Christian Bale in at number one or number two? Is yeah, he better than Kevin Conroy? Yeah. They're very different takes yeah. on the character. Yeah, and very different just tones of what they're in. Like, Kevin Conroy's in, like, a children's show. Yes. And it's I mean, it's a totally different and form. It's, even. Yes. I think the reason I always give the edge to Christian Bale is I think he is the best Bruce Wayne. That's fair. That Kevin Conroy might be a better or like more consistent Batman. 
but the like Bruce Wayne parts of the animated series are just like very. That's a good point. And I, as much as I love uh, Kevin Conroy, I love that version of Batman. There's no question about who has the better Batmobile. Yeah, yeah. That's absolutely goes to Christian Bale. That thing is that thing's so cool. Yeah. Have you ever noticed in the animated series whenever he's not Batman, he's just in pajamas? <laughs> he's in a suit sometimes. He goes sometimes, to yeah. It's it's so so close. Uh, I mean, I there's also I think an edge just to the fact that Christian Bale had to do everything physically as well. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. there's more into what he brought. To, he put more into what Batman was than Kevin Conroy did. Yeah, Kevin Conroy did fight Mark Hamill. It was it was upsetting. Did he just, really? No, he didn't. Oh. <laughs> he just burst into his dressing room and just started fighting him and, like, fucked up his fits again. It's, it's not great. There, there was a thing that he did that I thought was amazing and wonderful and sweet that I told my girlfriend this, and she's like, oh, this guy's a total douchebag. That uh, Kevin Conroy, during 9-11, or during, like, the, uh, uh, the rescue efforts, he went down and he's volunteering, and he would, as, like, a treat to the, the fireworkers, he'd, like, when they were on their breaks, he'd go into like the kitchen while they were eating the cafeteria and just shout like, "I am Batman! I am the Knight!" And they, I, I think I would love that. Yeah, I would love that too. Yeah, I would be in awe, just shocked <laughs> and confused, and I would love it as like I get to tell people that this happened to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was saving people in 9-11 and an animated Batman actor shouted catchphrases at me from the <laughs> yeah. kitchen. He was just in the kitchen, just yeah. like, even I couldn't stop this. <laughs> Childhood is over. Batman is powerless against the face of true terror. I made spaghetti for all 40 of you. <laughs> I'm turning a new page in my life. I'm going to Paris to become an executive chef. <laughs> yeah. Also, people forget, Kevin Conroy is kind of old. Yeah. He's like in his 70s now, so even in the animated series, he was like in his 50s, which yeah. is cool. That's why he has that, like, authority. It's, it's so, so close. I, I think I want to put Christian Bale as number one, though. I agree. I think, I, if somebody disagrees with me, I can totally understand why. But I, I think I like Christian Bale just a little yeah. bit better. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so, uh, Matt Kohler's bumped out of the top five. We got a new number one. It's been, Kevin Conner had a long run at the top. And so got one more Batman, one more Bruce Wayne. <laughs> can, can we sneak into the top five? Oh no, we've got seventy more. There's no, so, I just mean uh, like chronologically. The, oh, that's what I mean. We've got uh, next week. We're doing the Batman versus Dracula, which has a different uh, actor playing Batman. Then we've got so many. We've, we're going to do a big run of fan films. So we're going to do. Uh, Batman Duality, Star Trek versus Batman. That's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. It's just, the, Star Trek is like a universe. Yeah. It's yeah. not even like a guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Superman made people angry because it's just like, he would break him in five seconds, but like, yeah. no, let's have him fight a starship. Yeah, that's what I'm, <laughs> what I'm yeah, like, it's like Star Wars, or Lord of the Rings, it's not a guy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but, 40 years of a utopian series versus Batman. <laughs> versus yeah. the Renaissance era. Yeah. <laughs> Batman versus space socialism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but there's still two more uh, Christian Bale movies, and, and uh, I don't know exactly how many Kevin Conroy movies are, but he's done Batman in a lot of things, so he's going to have a lot more chances to uh, to redeem himself. He might end up being number one, um, but a lot more Batman competing to, to see who's going to be the top. We will be doing this podcast for a long time to come. How are you accessing these Ben movies that are mostly just on YouTube? So, uh, the fan movies are mostly on YouTube, yeah. yeah. I, I've got a, a list of fan movies that I have tracked down. There's a uh, website that catalogs all the Batman fan films that they could and pulled a lot from there. Have you guys talked about the Orson Welles idea? That that was So, when Orson Welles was still this like, hotshot theater star... Like, Speak up a little, or get a little closer to the mic. Before uh, he made Citizen Kane, I guess one of the things he wanted to do was make a movie of the Batman. Really? Like a very recent comic book. And I think there was just, like, no... Like, no studio wanted to make, like, a mainstream prestige movie about, like, these, like, funny papers. Yeah. And, and they, did, also, they did some uh, movie serials yeah. in the 40s. But there's yeah. no... Long... Orson Welles' Batman would have been insane. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Yeah. Maybe uh, Citizen Kane is just the Bruce Wayne parts of this Batman movie. He's Citizen like, I'm going to still use this Citizen, Citizen Wayne. Wayne. Yeah. Shit. Here we go. Uh, Marshall, you have anything you want to plug? Um, I'm going to Cape Cod for a week. On the 24th, I'm excited. <laughs> Book me on your shows, so that's not the only highlight of my summer. Oh, um, my, my Twitter is inmarshallok at twitter.com. Is that how it works? Is it just the... Yeah. URL. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> My Facebook is http backslash www. First, you're going to open Safari. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you don't have Safari, you're going to have to install Windows. Don't Safari. even try and do it on Chrome. It's yeah. Yeah, it, it works far too fast. <laughs> You'll be overwhelmed. Uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, my Twitter. Uh, yeah. Find me find me online or in the various the bars and basements where we ply our trade he performs all over the city very funny comic very funny improvising Coming to the stage <laughs> yeah. Jacob what do you got um yeah I don't have any shows coming up either uh I mean my fucking twitter is um at colburn918 c-o-l-b-u-r-n um, I'm mostly screaming about politics on there, so if you like to have the feeling of being angry with someone across great distances, it's a great place to do it. I have a draft tweet that says, I would trade 30 Steve Scalises for one Philando Castile. Uh, when I am not looking for a job, I'll start sending those out. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. But I stand by that. I'll put that into the Bat Pod universe. I'm not sad that his ass got shot. They're making too big of a deal out of an ass shot. You can't even be sad, but just like, I would gladly trade 30. I would 30 trade them like for 30 mid condition Yu Gi Oh cards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My Twitter's just at Danny Rathbun, D A N N Y R A T H B U N. Friend me on Facebook. I don't have, I've got some shows coming up, but it's not for a while. I have, uh, I have some comedy shows coming up in, in August and September, but uh, in the meantime, I will be at uh, the Laughing Devil Comedy Festival at some point in July. They haven't announced the exact date. And I've stumbled ass backwards into this improv group uh, somehow. And we are going to be performing at Munchmores on July 12th 
at 6.30. That's much more than you. Yeah, it's cold brew. Yeah. Makes you feel like you just did crack. I've done stand-up there before, and now I'm going to be doing improv. And uh, I think that's all we got. Uh, next week, we're going to be doing The Batman versus Dracula, not to be confused with Batman Fights Dracula or Batman Dracula, which are both movies we've talked about on here. Uh, Marshall, we end every podcast by shouting Kareem. Would you like to lead us in a Kareem? Kareem? Kareem! Kareem! And you never will.